You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with Something Rather Than Nothing, and I am so pleased to have Dakota New uh, on the show. Um, you know, it's one of those things I was looking through uh, Instagram. Somebody had sent me uh, a link of your work, and I said, oh, holy shit, I got to talk to this guy. I love it. Um, I, I love um, I love uh, the materials you use. I love uh, – I just got to introduce you. Dakota Newt, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, first of all, though, uh, Dakota, I wanted to know if you were an artist when you were born. Probably not. I mean, I don't know. I always grew up around art. Like, my dad teaches art classes, and that was my daycare. So, like, and also, like, if I had grown up in maybe, like, a more, like, normal environment with more things to do, maybe I wouldn't have ended up so crazy. Did you, um, did you get to a, did you get to a, a, a point of like growing up? Did something like, was there an event or something said, well, I can do this or I can make something or what, what was that like? Like what happened? It's funny. Like when I was growing up, I thought like maybe I'd go more into writing too. Like I'd be channeling my creativity there. I mean, it still comes out in the work, right? Like I make up kind of imaginary worlds on my body. I just, I don't, I don't write it. <laughs> the most writing I do is coming up with the title now. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> To, to tell uh, let's 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 just jump right into it i mean yeah you got you got the, the fantastic uh, images on the wall you wear your art you're part of it tell us about what that is a lot of times i interview you know painters you put the painting up on the wall and all that's fine music all that's fine what what are you doing oh yes i mean i, I make wearable art for my body so typically they're really like low tech too I don't have skills with animation, editing, film, like design, more with computers. Everything I do, I hand draw with like Crayola crayons and colored pencils and marker. And then I make these pieces that I wear in my body. Like medium wise, I think a lot of people associate more with like children's color books and childhood, but I'm typically making images of like my guts getting ripped out. I'm giving birth. I'm becoming part animal in my work. <laughs> Little off brand for a kid's book. Yeah, I, well, I love the, you know, I just uh, recently spoke to an artist, Amy Guidry, who combines kind of like the human, human and and the animal in there. And I've just been bumping into a lot of stuff um, that's, you know, uh, uh, juxtapositions, like physical juxtapositions or juxtapositions of, 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 of image. Do you use do you use that at, like overtly as a technique just to get like people to be like, hey, look at what's going on with this using yourself? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it came out of like, I mean, kind of anxiety or me thinking about because like, I grew up in like a very rural environment, like heavy on eating meat, cooking out too. I wasn't ever questioning any of that. Like, okay, like I'm surrounded by like deer's heads on the wall. <laughs> but now I do like coming to California. Also, like, there's so many more conversations about like how the meat is being raised, like the animals are being treated, or even like the vegetarian vegan meat that like I never grew up with. My yeah. art's kind of a way to process that and also kind of laugh at it in a playful way. Yeah, I love the the the, the playful um, playful component of it. Um, I wanted to. I got I got some. We'll talk about your art, and I have some obvious like conceptual questions, you know, to reflect on 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 what you do. 
one of one of the questions I have is about kind of like you and kind of where you come from. What or who made you who you are? Oh, pro- I mean, probably the television set. <laughs> I don't know. I I grew up like I was an only child, so I was mostly at home a lot. That was kind of my safe space too, like being in a kind of a very rural, conservative environment, like a lot of bullying as a kid. So like to me, like cartoons is like a safety outlet. I love like cartoons, like they can be killed, like hit, slapped all the time and come back. There's that slapstick humor to it. Yeah. So I feel like I channeled all my work, like even though like there's a lot of violence, like I'm living and laughing, performing with these pieces that you see. Yeah. So thank you, Courage the Cowardly Dog. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, um, I don't know. It's just, I think there's a part of it that, that helps encourage people to, to, to engage with the art. But uh, Dakota, what, what is art? I feel like art is like, it's transforming something to something else too. But like, I love that art is artifice. I know like in terms of philosophy, like a lot of like the Greco-Roman too, they look at like art as like the illusion and it's a lesser than reality and lesser like than the gods and mythology. I've never seen that at that way. Like I'm never trying to capture the exact reality of what's around me. Like I'm more interested in like the camp and artifice of it. Like it is fake. I mean, I hope this is fake. You know, like my eyeball isn't popping out of my head. <laughs> <and all that. laughs> um. So, uh, as far as uh, oh, I didn't even answer that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're having fun, Dakota. It's totally fine. But yeah, yeah. yeah what is art? I mean, art can be anything. But like for me personally, like I love art that has some kind of craft or technique involved, some kind of creativity. Like there's skill put into it or like some kind of magic too that's art i vibe with i'm not putting a taping a banana to the wall but i'm taping a hot dog to my head so (laughs) (laughs) all right so on art itself one of the things that keep coming up interview uh artists is the role of disruption or reinforcement with with art and i love that that question but i ask it in a way is like is art's is art supposed to be disruptive? I mean, it doesn't have to be like I historically too, like art, like artisans and craftsmen, like I wouldn't say that's disruptive work. They're serving a purpose. I mean, most of the art we think of in the can, the museum, like it's not trying to disrupt anyone. It's not trying to challenge the status quo. If anything, it's kind of reaffirming. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like for me, especially now, like, Art is so, so much, it's so divorced right now from like religion or necessarily being like political propaganda. Not, not saying it isn't sometimes. Yeah. Right. But like, there's the freedom now, especially the internet to do so much more with it. I mean, I think that's very freeing. Why not embrace it? Yeah. Well, and and I think one of the things is I've explored with the podcast is you know, kind of like looking at the 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 different type of media and people that people use. And I like the kind of like make it work uh, aspect of, you know, like of, of, of your work. Take us down to L.A., right? So take us down to you got a, an art, uh, whether it's a performance or an art a, a exhibit. Like what's going on? Like what Dakota Newt's there. What, what am I seeing? What are you up to? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I've actually made a lot of different work. Like, I've done traditional paintings on walls that are framed, traditional drawings. Like, my 
my wearable art came out of like, I used to do these installations that are going to be making a comeback where I used to mount the drawings to like a foam core cutout. So they all look like cardboard props you see like in a window display, but they're themed around like meat, the body and animals. And so like they'd be on the wall, they'd be coming out at you in a window space. And then like during the pandemic, I'm like, I have no space to work in except my home and the parking lot around me or the KFC down the street. And I'm like, I started to wear and photograph instead. So it's an adaptation, an adaptation in the sense to, to like to, to conditions. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to with guests and they'd be like, you know, a kid comes along and like, I'm not going to be playing the trumpet at 1030 <laughs> at, at night. Like I'm a, I'm a writer now. And You're going I like, club. <laughs> yeah. I love how the conditions can help, you know, uh, you know, create like, what it is that you can do so about your art what 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 do you think your art is and what do what do other people think your art is i mean my work's this way to like to make me laugh and also process the world around me like i'm always thinking about like what i'm eating straight up but also my relationship with animals i'm also thinking about my body too like the sexuality how provocative it is or like if it's not it's funny because like even stuff like online too, like how people react, like someone was like reacting to my body not being buff enough. That inspired me to make work where I was more buff. <laughs> the audience is participating in what comes out of the art here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you find that do you, do you find that as a like a reflexive relationship of what you're hearing, whether it be from social media or, wh- or what have you, that that impacts uh, what you create? Because some artists would be like, look. I'm going back here. Here's the thing that's out there and that's it, you know? So you feel a bit more of a reflexive relationship with um, your audience? Yeah. I mean, since I'm inspired by cartoons and television, I mean, those like the writers are typically responding to like the fans, the community, what they want too. I like that relationship where it's very reciprocal too. I mean, not all the time. Sometimes I just want to make something and freak people out. And I'm like, I don't care if they like it or not. (laughs) Yeah, and you have the the, the ability to, to do that. And I, the reason why I ask that question, because artists have so many, well, they have just completely different approaches. And they can be hard approaches to, um, you know, to the audience. And I think using the podcast and, you know, creating this podcast, it's interesting to put things out and then to see what people are saying or what what um, uh, what what should come out of it. Um we were talking about the uh, you're talking about the conditions and in, in dealing with the you know pandemic and, and and things like that. And it's a question I've asked throughout the throughout the show of uh, do you do you feel that it's been more important to, to to create your art like through the pandemic? Do you feel like either for yourself or for your audience that like you needed to or you felt you didn't need to or didn't want to? What was your relationship with pr- producing? I mean, it, it's actually really funny you ask that question because, like, most of the artists I know here in LA too, like, most of them have stopped making this <laughs> this past year, which which is really sad. But I feel like a lot are losing inspiration. Like, if anything, this year has made me reflect on it and kind of becoming more confident with, like, okay, like I'm doing this. It's relevant to what's going on too. Like, I'm not making little COVID artwork. Like, I'm making work that's personal to me with a lot, lot of meat and animals. But it's interesting, like, I was like, there's a lot of themes in it that were relevant to what was going on right now. And also, like, I found a process, a way to do it where, like, I can pump 
my work out very quickly. So like I've just kept rolling with it during the pandemic because I'm not commuting to work anymore. It's all online. Like I'm I'm in a year, if things are back to normal, I might not ever have this time back. Right, right. I was uh, recently, I, I mentioned I was uh, speaking recently with Amy Gidry, a surrealist uh, artist, um, melt, you know, melding of bodies, uh, animal and human. And we got into an extended conversation about, you know, about the environment and about, about animals. And I know you mentioned that a couple of times. I've been a vegan for 26, 26 years. And she uses her art very particularly to, to, to stop, bring awareness to, to, to look at, um, animals and, 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 and the in, in environment. And I've heard you mention that. And I know the Midwest, I lived in Wisconsin for 10 years and the animals on the wall, a particular relationship with the animals. That's kind of, uh, different in some parts, you know, from, from other areas. Um, what, what, what is that role for you? I mean, like, do you take into, I mean, how important is that to press on, you know, on, on animals and, and, and that relationship uh, with your art? I mean, I don't want to shame anyone for what they eat, too. I mean, again, like, for me, like, I'm definitely not, like, a picture-perfect, like, vegetarian right here, obviously, because, like, I'm, I told you my background, like, I think anyone who comes from a rural background too, they're typically kind of more aware of like the actual farming aspect of like the kind of the violence, like they see more in person, but then they still choose to eat it. <laughs> I don't know if that's more, that could be more horrifying. But like, yeah, too, like coming here to California, it's like I'm meeting so many people that like, are thinking about like what they're eating too. And also like I was too, as like, like I was getting healthier, like make cooking, making my own food. I'm, I'm an adult. the pandemic has also made me more vegetarian too like i don't eat meat unless it's more eggs or fish and even that like it's been very rare like i've been slowly just like easing off and all of it well of course dakota we're having a great discourse it's great to meet you and you're wearing a hot dog on your head so you know (laughs) i know (laughs) there's great (laughs) vegan dogs (laughs) they're vegan dogs of course they're totally Totally, totally, totally uh, a vegan. Hey, uh, Dakota, I'm going to pop in the, 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 the big question here, and I got a few more to, to follow up with you, but I uh, always like to ask the, the titular podcast question is, uh, why is there something rather than nothing? Mm. I'm like, nothing to me would be like me just like laying on the couch right now watching a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which honestly doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just, it's self-entertainment too. I mean, most of my work, I'm not really making it with the goal of trying to sell it, you know, especially with like these paper pieces. For me, it's just entertainment. Like, I make something I want to see in the world. Like, I'm kind of injecting myself into it. I'm making my own movie or fan fiction to watch, however you want to phrase it. But hey, yeah, maybe after this, I'm just going to chill and watch a bunch of movies for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a, a, a question about um, your, your work or with, so I think of, L, you know, I think of LA and everybody has an idea of LA, but I know a lot of artists, a lot of creators, a lot of like technically uh, gifted folks. 
Um, do you work uh, solo or, you know, with, 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 with groups of folks? And if you work with groups of folks, has that been an, an adjustment as well over the last few months? Yeah. Uh, so I, I work and collaborate a lot. I mean, even though like a lot of my work looks solo, my, I guess my husband does take the pictures for it. So, I mean, I credit him too. It is a very collaborative process where like I help him with some taking shots of his stuff. He does mine, but also he is the photographer and has the technical skills to light and adjust all of this. Right. <laughs> so like, even though like I'm hand drawing in it, I'm not a photographer. And also like even outside of it too, like whenever I'm like organizing or working with other artists, like we're always collaborating and working on it. I adjust my practice to kind of match theirs depending on the context. I did a public art pop-up at like KFC, which is like a block away from me where we were like putting work outside. But then I was making like a Colonel Sanders look for it. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have done that normally. <laughs> was it appreciated? Yeah. I mean, they are not paid enough to care over there. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like, uh, I like, uh, your, your, your workstations. Um, um, <laughs> Any, uh, Dakota, any, uh, if, if it's applicable, um, any um, uh, exhibits or display or around around town, where, like if, if physically, if appropriate, where, where can people find your stuff? Oh, yeah. So I have a couple things happening. So like right now I have a traveling art show with my dad in the state of North Dakota, even though I've moved out. It's going to be coming back in November, December around the state and then throughout 2022. It's all painting work. So it's a different side of me. And I'm also doing a residency this summer in San Diego in July, where I'll be making a new installation in the space. So instead of just me doing a look on my own body, it's going to be filling the space again, which I'm really excited for. Oh, that's wonderful to hear about the, uh, the, the installation. How long will you be there for a while? Yeah, it'll be like a month, month and a half. Wonderful. Uh, wonderful. Um, Dakota, where, where else, where else can, uh, listeners, uh, find your stuff as like a website, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah. So my website, my website, Instagram, also I have a Facebook too. Like they're all under my name, Dakota Newt. My last name is weird. I've gone over that fact. Newt N-O-O-T. I'm the only Dakota Newt in the world. So like, no matter what kind of symbols he put in that, it's going to pop up my name. That's probably the best and easiest answer out of all the episodes that I've done. <laughs> You're only going to find one of me. <laughs> um, no, I just, I, I just love it. Um, uh, one of, one of the things I was, uh, I also wanted to, to, to ask about, um, a, a little bit, a little bit further is, um, it, it, what, what, when it comes to like, um, uh, the, the, the work that you've done, that's been like more standard, like you said, you've done painting and, and landscapes like that. How was that for you? Did you move into like a little bit more what you're doing now in this project out of a reaction to that? Or was it just like a development where you're like, ah, this seems more, more me. I mean, they all flow together too. Like even my paintings, they're the same subject matter, just rendered differently. Like my paintings are even like brighter colors because I'm using metallics and fluorescence a lot. Like, so they've always flowed together ideas and informed each other. Like sometimes I'll draw something that I was working on the painting idea and vice versa. I don't have like severely different bodies of work. Like the content is kind of consistent throughout it, even if the medium and style is a little different. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to let the listeners know that uh, we'll have uh, uh, some 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 video of the of the Dakota uh, for the YouTube and um, uh, just so you're able to see um, some. I wore this just in case. <laughs> that my, you know, Dakota, you took care of all you took care of everything for me on your side. So, um, but I wanted to let listeners uh, know about that. And the, uh, Dakota, um, any any uh, just kind of like general thoughts, anything uh, we didn't cover that you just wanted to speak about? I don't know. I mean, I guess like other than I feel like I played up cartoons a lot. A lot of my work is inspired by like Cronenberg and body horror too. But like those are typically very like gutsy and bloody. If you fuse that with like a colorful cartoon like Fantastic Planet, that's the equation for my art. <laughs> I, I I love this uh, Dakota because you got to an equation for your art, and that's never happened. Little math. Uh, Dakota, I wanted to thank you so much uh, for for visiting with the show. Um, I uh, adored the energy of of, of your work, um, the, the vitality. Uh, it just makes me feel alive. Uh, thank you for what you do, and um, thanks for visiting the podcast. It's it's been a great pleasure to meet you. Same, like, thank you for bringing me on. Like, this has just, like, been very fun and conversational. It's like no one's even listening, but then they are. Well, nobody's listening now, but... Uh, they'll, be, they'll, they'll be No, there'll be plenty. There'll be plenty of fans. Um, I know. We got, a, we got a great... We got a great listenership. And, I guess shout out um, to everyone who's listening when this gets posted. Like, thank you for tuning in. Hey, and everybody, you got to listen to the one and only Dakota New. It could mean something. This is something rather than nothing.